3: Bill with the sports betting headlines for Wednesday. This is all about game three today's show. We've got first off Celtics at home, favored by three and a half, total 213. We've got Scott Foster. As the referee what will that mean I'll be making a best bet because of the referees tonight it's that important to me and Deshaun Watson the reports continue what does it mean to the Browns the odds have changed significantly they were the favorites in the a- or AFC North now they're not that's the last 24 hours here comes a four the Vegas truth covering all that and more you're
0: listening to Fox Sports Radio, Radio. Radio. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell.
3: You heard it, I'm RJ, live in Las Vegas, live on a NBA Finals Championship Wednesday. I don't think that's ever been said before in the human species. (laughs) Live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. AJ Hoffman in studio after an extended absence you got back for yesterday. I mean, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I, I like. <laughs> you were so sick of me being gone, you couldn't even bring yourself to come back. In. No, 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 no. <laughs> On Monday, I had this was crazy. I didn't want to talk about it at the time because uh-huh. it would distract. Personally, I liked Jordan's flu game. He didn't need to talk about it <laughs> until after. But that—that's my Monday way. was
5: your flu game.
3: Mackenzie said that. Okay. Did you say that, Mackenzie? Right after the show. Yeah, it kind of was, but you were weren't here. No big deal. No, I heard it was great though. It it, it was strong. Um, it might have been above your head actually. It was very advanced. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines. Uh, you know, I used to play a ton of poker, and I was you know I played uh, eventually five ten no limit. So you know, and like you know, you have a good day there, you can win f- you know four five k. You know, so it's not like Doyle or whatever, but. Yeah, you know, it's nice. If you have a bad day, you could lose 4 or 5 k though, right? You could. You could. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was watching a game and it was a little better than me, let's say it was a, a, a limit higher than mine, and someone would say, Hey, RJ, jump in. I'd look and just real wide go, No, this game's too advanced for me. And, and everyone just laughed, because what do you say to that? I mean, it's not like they can make they fun of you. they got to give you a massive compliment and say, oh, no, no, no. Or they're like, huh, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe that's why we're asking you to get in the game. So,
5: you're saying Monday, it was a good day for me to miss, because the show, it would have just been no, too smart it, for me it, anyway. it
3: would have been laborious for us to walk through it all with you, but you would have learned something. And then the next time, you would have been closer to being ready.
5: And if I were there, the common man would have had a better chance of understanding the show, right? No, 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 no. They did. They did. But but they don't... (laughs) So, I'm dumber than the average man, is what you're saying.
3: No, no. But most of them aren't looking at the internet during the the show. That that can get distracted. Fair enough. (laughs) But you're always doing that to pull up a wonderful point. To salvage. Now there was a lot of talk when you were gone on your extended absence about it's got, how, it's got three days. how upset that you might have been after that game one, and the the the, the whole kind of missing those extra days was about that. How were you feeling? Let's just go back in time a little bit. How were you feeling after game one?
5: I was disappointed. Well, uh, yeah, because it felt like that was a game that. For most of the game, it felt like the Warriors were the much
3: better team. So and, when, and so when Boston was now, I don't know. Do you get like uh, emails with Draymond's talking points? Or? I don't. Okay, <laughs> because he was saying a similar thing. But I get they, texts. They were losing at halftime.
5: They were losing at half. But it, it, again, that I asked, was fluky. It did feel fluky. Uh-huh. Did it
3: feel fluky to you? I felt like Game One really was anti Golden State in my mind, and it, it swung me on the series. You know, I had an opinion on uh, Golden State uh, before the series. After that, I made a bet on Boston.
5: I will say in a game where Jason Tatum played as poorly as he
3: did yeah, and but Steph played assists, you know and then obviously you had other Celtics that shot exceptionally well I mean the Horford trade off yeah I mean I don't know where that is. I mean I think it's too simple to say look at the one guy but I, but when
5: Steph played the way he did and you still lose that game it doesn't bode well to me
3: for the series Which brings up a good point and I like this like Colin does this, he'll bring in a guest every week at the same time, and whatever the week's topics, he'll like rattle them off and say, "What do you think of this? What do you think of this?" So this is fun. We'll take the biggest topics of the days that you missed those those multiple days, and we can ask ourselves, <laughs> we can ask ourselves the following: Who's the second best player currently? In this finals, meaning not how they've played, but who you would expect to play second best for Golden State behind Steph? Andrew Wiggins. Okay, so Andrew Wiggins, who, if I'm not mistaken, when they traded for him, they had to, uh, they said, hey, we'll take Wiggins, but we need a pick that ended up being like a, it was what, like the, uh, was it the second pick? Uh, there was top one- three, three protected. So it that was that uh, was
4: one of their picks. It that didn't. That's not the pick that ended up being second. Uh So what one did they actually get with Wiggins? I'll get that one second. Yeah. So
5: Jonathan Kaminga was the player.
3: Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. So I think that was maybe eighth or whatever. We'll see. But um, so a uh, ev- you know, and let's be candid, if you're getting it from, I think it was the Pelicans, right? No, Final the the uh, Timberwolves. Oh, that. W- okay. So with the Timberwolves, it, odds were it was going to be a pretty decent pick. Sure. You know, they did fine this year, but okay. And now he's the second-best player on a potential, and I'm going to put that in quotes, championship team? Yeah. He started in
5: the All-Star game this year. I mean, he, this was a breakout Was that, that a fan for... vote? No.
4: It's, aren't the starters it, it's in the— part of partly a fan vote, yeah, for the starters. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: So I'm not going to take that all that seriously. By the way, Wiggins, when he was traded, it was the seventh overall pick, It ultimately. So they were saying, we'll take him. But give a pick that eventually and very likely could be like the seventh pick. They said, "Fine, fine, take Wiggins." It's almost like Jared Goff from the Rams. Crumb know? cake. They had. A, I always said put a crumb cake around the cousin and say, "Go over to your aunt's house," you know. And in this case, they had to put a first-round pick around Jared Goff's neck to take him. And now Wiggins. I don't. Has an NBA team ever won a title with someone with the, we'll say, modest credentials of achievement in the NBA up to that point. Has there ever been in the modern era a championship team with someone with that uh, modestly achievement, that, that with such modest achievements? I don't think so. I can't even imagine. I don't even think they've made the playoffs. A team. I mean, like, think about it. How, uh, if Wiggins is the second best player, he has to be the 20th best or worst second best player in the NBA. Like, if you said, all right, let's look at every team, who's the second best player? Wiggins can't be better than 20 out of 30. So You're now, a good exercise. So now the question becomes okay, is Steph good enough to be a Herculean, like, get on my back, boys? Except even LeBron wasn't that good. Like there's really no one that good. Luca wasn't that hasn't been. You know, even Jordan before he got Pippen wasn't. And or before the team got Pippin. And by the way, that, I hate that. It's like, till we got it's like he was like the 16th pick from Arkansas Little Rock or whatever. It wasn't like some big signing. They took a small college guy that somehow got good. I think Jordan maybe being there with him helped him get good, maybe. But fair enough. But I don't get now, the only other thing you can say Golden State would have is like this amazing depth.
5: Well, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say Draymond Green would probably be the best, fourth best player in the NBA. So he's the fourth, who's third? Well, should be Clay. In this series, it has not been Clay.
3: So do you but from what you've seen in the playoffs, do you think Clay I, I think Clay is better than Draymond right now? Yeah. Wow, that's a real indictment of Draymond. I mean, Draymond's almost a zero on the offensive You're going to get taken off the email list of I'm talking points. I might be. <laughs> we are straight out of Vegas. I'm R.J. Bell, representing the Golden State Warriors in an official or unofficial capacity? Unofficial. No A.J. Hoffman. Were you up there for game one and two? No. Okay. I, I mean, you know, sometimes they don't, they, they have guys like you, like in the luxury What's box. What's guys like, what does that mean? Guys like me? I mean, guys who are, are movers and shakers that are getting Draymond's talking points <laughs> by, like, I don't even think they email them. I think you got to get them from, like, Messenger or from, um, uh, not Discord. What's that called? That's encrypted. Telegram. It, telegram. Like you're getting a t- encrypted telegram with them, and it actually disappears in forty seconds. You got to read them really quick. And no screenshots. Oh no, well, they don't allow. check off the list. Exactly. I, Golden State can't win. I don't. Th- I, they'd be the worst title team. Maybe in the last forty years, that's impossible. Well, you think, it's impossible. I, you think that? Well, think about it. You did the work in which there's a great a, a player better than Steph is currently on almost every team that wins the title. Now this year again, is that going to be Tatum? I don't know because Tatum certainly for his age is amazing. As a number two, he'd be amazing. Is he an alpha? You know, you mentioned it. Colin mentioned it. You know, you mentioned it in pre-production, AJ. Colin mentioned it on the show a couple times now. There's been a few different comments. And he doesn't sound like that at all. In fact, we got the sound. Why don't we listen? These were the comments between game two and three. Let's listen.
1: I guess you just comment about the superstar, you know, whatever that means, right? I've seen as a huge debate. Is he a superstar? Is he not? I want to know where that came from. Like, did I tweet that? Did I ever say that I'm a superstar, or you know, I'm on the verge? Like I, that never came for me, but it has been a big deal this last year and a half or two years, and I see it all the time. And there's always been a question in the back of my head, like I wonder who spoke on my behalf or said that, or why that was such a big deal.
5: It's just a very odd way for a guy who's a superstar player. To talk about himself,
3: well, first off, you're presupposing he, he first of all, he doesn't consider himself a superstar player. He's making that very clear. whatever we can debate, Tatum does not consider himself a he th- he think he thinks it's almost and it, it, he is he is being critical of those that would even contemplate it.
5: do you agree that there are more guys in the NBA who believe they are superstars
3: than are actually superstars? Well, have you ever seen like the studies where they say the average, like, let's say that by definition, if you said one through 10, as in like, oh, she's a 10, you know, she's a nine. No, look, I wouldn't think about women that way, Of course. but not. I'm guessing you did in the service, right? There was a time. Yeah. Yeah. I think you My were, Neanderthal days. I mean, I think you were co-founder of hot or not right? <laughs> <weren't you? laughs> was not. No. Okay. It, it came out of the Houston area, I think. But here's the thing. By definition, it should be distributed across those numbers equally, so like ten percent of the people should be a certain number and ten percent the next number. the average guy the average guy scores like a seven point four right so like there's like a two point four points of adjustment upward, so threes think they're five and a halves, you know et cetera so yeah, I, I think NBA players probably have equal, if not greater, <laughs> self delusion. But in a way, it, it, it becomes almost a self fulfilling prophecy. If you believe it, it is easier to make other people believe it. Then what does that say about this guy? Who I think he doesn't care if other people believe. In fact, he doesn't want other people to believe it because one, he's already getting paid like it. So what's the difference? Two, all it does is ramp up his expect the expectation, the pressure, the pressure. And number three. You could make the case... Well, first off, I I don't understand the reporters there because the very premise of what he said was like the only conversation that the media can have is conversations that I initiate about me. If I don't bring it up, you should not be talking about it. What? What? (laughs) I mean. Like, because no one, because he never said he was a superstar, he's just
5: not. I don't think that's how it works.
3: He's saying it's absurd to have the conversation. That's the key to this, right? He was chastising the media. That was there in attendance saying, whoever said, I never said it. So why are you talking about? It? Isn't that the, McKenzie? would you agree the most succinct way to recap that was Tatum is saying, I never said it. So why are you talking about it? Right. Why do I have to answer this question? Why are you talking about it? It's not is he or isn't he? Now, obviously he is skeptical that he is. And I think that really bodes well in multiple ways. All right, we're straight out of Vegas. So wrapping up the Tatum stuff, Tatum, if he's your best player and he spends most of his energy apparently trying to say he's not that good, that ain't good, right? I start there. This is going to be the most flawed title team, I think, of the century. Whoever wins. Whoever wins. Now, I think Boston has a lot of talent. And you could make the case maybe Smart being hurt and lingering injuries, Time Lords lingering injuries. Maybe without those, this is a different team. Tatum did step up with, what, 46 in an elimination game on the road at the defending champions home court. That's a big, big player. Shrieking away from that tells another story. He can play that well. He doesn't think he can, or he doesn't want that expectation. So the question becomes how does that affect the other teammates? Because I can promise you, when Jordan and again, we'll use him as the platonic ideal of winning in the NBA. I think that's fair. I wasn't, you know, around you know, you wiped your hands and kind of eliminated all NBA between before 1980, so I can't talk Bill (laughs) Russell. That was, you know, days ago, it was before your hiatus, but it was a situation (laughs) that I, I. if 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 I were on amazingly, if I were a spot up shooter without much defense on those Bulls teams, let's just say like a John Paxson, like slightly under six foot, um, Paxson, yeah, but much much lower. Okay, and not shooting quite that good. Okay. If I was that guy, and I saw Jordan, and I looked over, thirty seconds left, I'm gonna relax. I'm like, Daddy's got it. And I'm not the type to say, Daddy's got it about almost anything. Jordan, (laughs) Daddy's got it. Tell me what to do. He's like, stay on the bench. (laughs) (laughs) Keep a warm-up jacket on. Make sure I got a cigar once I hit this shot. I mean, and and to me, and we'll take our first break, but we're going to lead off the next segment with breaking down, and this was what we were talking about on Monday, and it's important, which is the line in Game 3 says a certain something. The series price says something else. They seem to be incongruent. They seem to be contradictory, but they're not. And the main reason they're not is a lack of belief in Boston in in crutch-clutch situations. Stay tuned. He's
5: RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports
0: Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you a minute to down that two-liter. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then, pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds,
1: points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code CRSHOW. New customers could play 5 bucks, get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W, only on
5: DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states including but not limited to connecticut and new york for up-to-date list of states visit dkng.co slash pick six states void where prohibited see terms at pick six slash promos
1: Cavino and rich here and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball meet up with old friends or show off the alma mater to your kids spring is prime time in college towns and if you're planning a trip two words for you graduate hotels there's no better place to stay
3: I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hall. I don't like conspiracy theories. But I like making money. I'm gonna give a little tease ahead. End of the show, right around, right past 6:45 Eastern. I'm gonna have a best bet, and it's driven by who is the refs tonight. Coincidence? I don't think so. Okay, we. There was a question, Sue from Sioux Falls. I don't know if you heard. You were gone, Sue from Sioux Falls. I gave her my text number. Your actual. You yeah. don't return my text. There's no way you would. No, with Sue, I have it, a special noise when she texts. It makes a special noise. You know how you can do that. Well, you got a flip phone, right? Right. So yeah, we like my iPhone can do that. <laughs> But here's the thing: now she can react to the show in real time. Oh, I like that. So she and now she's not even signing a suit from Sioux Falls. She just puts S. I mean, how big time do you? <laughs> I, it's confusing. I mean, she is the number one fan, but of the show. But she asked a question. She said, "Why didn't AJ answer your question, RJ? What's he hiding from?" She makes a good point, Sue from Sioux Falls. And let me restate the question. Would the Golden State Warriors, if they somehow win this title, be the worst title team this century? And if not, whom may that be? Would that be? Could that be? Something.
5: I would. The first teams that come to mind. I've been thinking
3: about this for like seven minutes. Do you have an answer? The
5: first teams that come to mind are the Lakers when it was Kobe without Shaq and it was like Andrew
3: Bynum. Hold on, hold on. The Lakers, you mean with Pau Gasol, Hall of yes. Famer? So Pau Gasol, Gasol was
5: injured almost that entire year.
3: He wasn't injured in the playoffs? He they made the playoffs. And they had Powell Gasol. Then if we're
5: only talking about the playoffs, then, yeah. then I, I would argue firmly against this Warriors team. Because Clay, Draymond, Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, whatever you think of them, there's no way you can think those four guys are the worst core of four guys. So, so,
3: so who is?
5: Dallas, when they won with Dirk and almost nobody else.
3: Mackenzie, do me a favor. Let's assume for a second you're right about that. I don't think you are. Who's next? Who else is as bad as this Golden State team that won a title this century? The the Pistons. The Pistons. The team that that literally blew Shaq, Kobe in his prime. Shaq's still in his prime. Karl Malone, Gary Payton off the floor. I think think half of the team retired after it because they were so traumatized. Or because they were so old. By by the beating. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. So Shaq and Kobe by themselves... With guys at the Y can probably beat this Golden State team. I mean, that's fat. I can't believe you're saying that. Let's assume you're right. Who's the third team? Like, almost if you get everything given to you, this is the third worst team of the century. It's certainly not better than Duncan's teams, certainly not better than any of Shaq's. Somehow you thought the Lakers maybe winning a title with Kobe was worse, but okay, and Paul Gasol, Hall of Famer. But in his prime, in his prime, this is a team that's not supposed to win the title. And you know what? Boston isn't supposed to win the title. There's going to be... A shocking, or or let's just say not undeserving, but it's going to be a far below average champion because it's the hardest thing in sports almost to win the NBA title because you got to win four rounds, seven games. There's no luck, or very little luck. It's going to be you win because you are the best. And Steph, you know, I give him credit. He probably is good enough to be the best player on the team. And Steph being the best player on a championship team isn't the issue, really. I mean, he's not in the top half of those guys. He's not Bird in his prime. I mean, Steph in his prime, you can debate with Bird. I, I got bird, but I mean you can deb- I mean you like Steph over bird. I right? do. And, and I think that's a doable a reasonable debate. The question becomes, well, do you remove from it the idea of effect on the game? Are we talking quality of play? or Are we talking like commercials or whatever? And I think if it's more about the quality of play, Steph has less of an argument. But you can make that case but Steph isn't even I mean Steph is what two levels from his prime. I mean, he, he he can still shoot fine, but he shoots a lower percentage. He doesn't drive as well. I think you could make the case as D's as good because he tries harder. I'm a believer in the following way, and this is a question I asked after game one. And let me ask you now, can Steph Curry, whose entire game on offense is built upon his movement he moves without the ball he moves non-stop it's so hard for a defender to keep up is that player is Steph at his current age able to play that game or is what we're seeing is fourth quarter game one bad why because he was dead dog tired but if he stops running around so much what is he a short guy that wants to try to get a shot, he doesn't get a shot then. Or he doesn't get near as many shots. Is it a situation that the two things you need to be Steph Curry, or two of the things you need, amazing cardiovascular endurance, and his willingness to move so much to get his open shot, which requires that endurance, that you can't do both? Or he doesn't have both, and thus he'd have to eliminate the movement or he's going to be dog tired at the end of these games.
5: But it, I mean, outside of game one, has that felt like an issue in these playoffs? Have what's, you th- what's
3: been the competitive late in the game game for the, the Golden States had? There's not been many. So, that's but a lot of that's
5: because Steph's been so phenomenal.
3: Yeah, I, no, no, no one's question. It, but here's the thing: Steph played. You you made the point about Tatum and game one, him playing so poorly. But I would make this case: Steph played about as well as he could in the first three quarters of game one. And then when fatigue hits, they lose. So as well as he played in game one, is three
4: quarters from him enough when the rest of the team is so bad. I don't think so. Mackenzie. your thoughts? CJ McCollum was like, Steph is one of the best conditioned athletes I've ever seen in any sport. You know what that reminds me of? Now, was way- this was this today or was this like a VHS tape you were watching of an old show? It was either today or yesterday on Get Up. I uh, saw the clip. Okay, go ahead. It reminds me a lot of Ray Allen, who was the best conditioned athlete. And it worked up until he was 34 or 35. And then it didn't work. And then he quickly became a role player. And you love Steph. I do.
3: Do you think fatigue's an issue? Or do you think his... his listen, he's still may be perhaps one of the best conditioned athletes in the NBA, but he has to be so far above and beyond to play the game he plays.
5: What I, what I have seen is in these playoffs, particularly since the Denver series ended, Steph has played almost every minute of first-quarter basketball. I mean, there's been like two minutes that he's missed in the first quarter in the playoffs since that Denver series. So, And he averages nine in the regular season in the first quarter, a little over nine minutes. So maybe them pushing him so much early in these games and trying to get out in front, maybe that is catching up to him late in games.
3: And isn't it interesting that this year, and there's been many other years, in fact, the whole Kerr era with Golden State, is Golden State's third quarter dominance. Because guess what? The third quarter comes after a little break. Comes after a break. Kind of makes sense. First quarter, third quarter, Steph's killing it. Uh, Interesting. Now, how do we bet this? And then we're going to break down the whole incongruence with the line and the series price. But let's talk third quarter for a minute. So, Mackenzie, you did some really... (sighs) thought-provoking research on this at my behest, but still. um, You did the work. I paid for it. So, I mean, (laughs) I came up with the idea I paid for. He did it. Talking about him way too much now that I think about it. But, okay, we'll give him a little extra love, even if it's unwarranted. So, third quarter in the Kerr era. Okay, now we eliminated one year when when everyone was out because it didn't feel representative, but it really didn't change the numbers that much. Uh, in the third quarter, they've averaged winning that quarter by 3.3 points. So three points plus another third of a point, they win the third quarter by. They win the first half, which is double as long, by only, what do we got, 3.2. 3.2. So literally, their third quarter margin of victory, Golden State in the current era, is greater than the entire first half. Now... If you look at this season, and Mackenzie, why don't you rattle off those? In these playoffs, they've been outscored in the first half. Now, think about this a second. AJ's team of destiny outscored in the first half. And they haven't even played anyone, if you really think about it. And then third quarter? Plus two and a half in this year's playoffs, just in the third quarter. Now, that. Is stunning. Now we've got like what is it eight years with Kerr or six hundred and eighty-eight games, I could tell you. Yeah. Six hundred and eighty-eight games. I mean, there's what eighty-two games a year. Yeah, this is a lot of games, and they are good. Now, why good in the third quarter? Adjustments, perhaps, rest, whatever. Who knows? Now the Celtics, what are we afraid of with the Celtics? The end of the game. Right? We don't think they have that alpha dog to take the last shot. So it seems to me, no matter which game it is, if you like the Celtics, you've got to look first half because you're going into the Golden State weakness and you're getting away from the Celtics' potential weakness, which is lack of clutch time play. Now, how would that apply here? Be sure to catch live
0: editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
5: You said something before the break that still kind of had my head spinning. Go ahead. The Warriors haven't really
3: played anybody. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, the not playing Phoenix, who apparently now had a COVID outbreak, but they and all the players apparently played, but protocols were followed. Huh? But OK, <laughs> let's assume that's right. I mean, this is the way it's supposed to go. You play a a, a feisty Minnesota-type first-round opponent. You had a Denver team that was lumbering. You could hear the wheezing from the team bus of how tired they were.
5: Counterpoint, they played the MVP of the league and made him look terrible.
3: Well, he didn't look terrible at all. He had a fine series. I mean, what was his uh, series there, McKenzie? But either way, they it, it was a one-man team, and there are no one-man teams. Golden State isn't either a one-man team. But okay, so now, number two, you think second round, it's going to be with the very young and up-and-coming team that never does well in the playoffs, that kind of team. But, oh, let's just for good measure have the, the only real alpha best player on the team. Have not missed what, three games or whatever? Yep. Uh, and then, hey, here comes Phoenix, the best team in the NBA. But you know what? COVID, uh, contusions of thighs or whatever the heck went on. And then they play Luca, who never won a playoff series before this year. And Utah already had their plane tickets after round one they beat. I mean, it's the easiest road to the finals I've ever seen. Have you seen? Maybe maybe the Lakers in the bubble was like that. But, I mean, can you think of, think of Jordan had to go against the Pistons? They, they put him in the hospital to get to the finals. <laughs> I mean, you must agree, correct?
5: I, I just think beating the MVP, beating the Luca, who looks to be the best player now, in the NBA... Now, can you collect
3: the PR check from Golden State and this check at the same time? Is that legal?
5: I just I don't think that like saying they've played no one, it just doesn't feel right to me.
3: Okay. They played the easiest road to the finals of any team since 1978. Okay. When we come back. <laughs> I'm going to give you a best bet, not because of any analytics, but because of a conspiracy. And I think this is going to make so much sense that there'll be at least 200 people out there, a tiny percentage of the audience, that will make the first bet they've ever made, because this is going to be so compelling. Stay tuned.
5: He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports
0: Radio. Right out of Vegas!
3: Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. Best bet coming up for me, and it is driven by the referees in this series. It is a good one. Let's talk about the game itself, though. Celtics 3.5 now. It looks like it's drifting down a little bit. Total 214. We've had some real opinions on the totals, and this baby's jumped up in the last, it looks like today, Uh, it's gone up from like 212.5, it looks like. Mackenzie, what's your take on this total? You've had some pretty strong opinions on the totals.
4: Yeah, it's jumped up two points. It was 212 early yesterday, now it's 214. They hit a lot of shots. The Warriors shooting 42% from three in the series. I don't understand why this total is going up. I feel like they're going to regress to the mean.
3: But these two teams have played really high-scoring games over the last couple years with many of the same players.
4: Yes. Average total, the regular season, was 225 over the last two years.
3: Okay, so if we look at shot quality, how much lower or higher scoring should a game one and two been um, based upon that? Meaning,
4: hey, was it about them making shots that they wouldn't typically make or what? Yeah, they both... Both games were amazingly over shot quality by 30 points in game one. And then even though game two was under, it was still it was about where it was supposed to be in shot quality, actually.
3: Okay, so let's be clear here. So shot quality is assessing each shot and saying what's the chance of him making it? Then they say, okay, how many were actually made? Was it above or below expectation? In game two, you're saying the number of points was about what would have been expected. And by the way, it went uh, so in this case, uh, it went under by 18 and a half points. So it was way low scoring, and it was a, it was expected. 14 points over in game one, and you're saying shot quality should said what? Only 196 points scored should have gone 20 points under. All right, so by shot quality, then both games should have went way under, but it's going up, up, up. Today in Game Three, and that's up to 214 right now. Now the Celtics are excellent this playoffs off a loss when they lose a game next game. There's been 14 times in the playoffs. That's
4: the whole that's the whole season since January. Six and zero in the playoffs.
3: Oh, okay, yeah, that would be 14. I guess these are long playoffs, but not that many. So six and zero during the playoffs when they've lost a game, they won the next game. That would be the case here. Okay. Three and a half implies Boston's the better team by a smidge. Home court's about three. Now, if you look at the series price, it's a coin flip right now. Minus 110, minus 110. If you have a team that has home court, which Boston does, for a five-game series, if they were even teams, it'd be about minus 150, let's say. Minus 145, minus 150. So, if we assume Boston was an even team with Golden State... This series would be Boston minus 150. This series is pick'em. It's a coin flip. So, that means Golden State is considered better. Except Golden State in this game is considered worse. What is going on? Well, what's going on is, all things equal, Boston has the better team, but winning late in games... Game six and seven, which you may need or likely will need to close out the series. Golden State has the edge. So this is where the betting market is saying unequivocally that Boston's the better team. Golden State has the better clutch players, the more experience, and they Probably m- pretty much even out, but there's a small edge to Golden State that the experience and clutch is worth more than having the better team. Is it possible that there's there's liability on, with no, the Warriors? No. You've been listening to shows that have no idea what they're talking about. This is a world betting market. Any one book is going to have liability, and they're not going to, they don't move the line because they're afraid of being 70-40 or 70-30 on one, you know, Super Bowl maybe, but generally that whole liability stuff is a li- Of people talking that don't know what they're talking about. Liability matters. It doesn't invalidate the line. Because if it did, all you'd have to do is bet against it and you could beat the Vegas market. It's not that easy, is it? No. Here's my best bet, and I'm gonna make it simple. Draymond Green under under for his total points eight and a half. Total points eight and a half. We're going under. And here's why. The total is probably generally right. mckenzie you like the under anyway, right? Make your case. You got 10 seconds.
4: Yeah, you just look at the shot quality or the actual games. Very slow-paced, much lower scoring expected than what we actually saw. We're talking about Draymond specifically, though. Oh, yeah. Draymond Green in this matchup against a switchy defense. Does not score. Doesn't shoot a lot. Only five points per game in the last four years. Only gone over Oof. this number twice.
3: Okay, so I like it generally. Now, here's the thing. It is, if you look at who's refereeing tonight, it's Scott Foster and all that. But here's what's most important is that the, the ref with the most technicals calling the NBA this season is refing tonight. So I think it was probably a 20% chance that Draymond gets thrown out, which almost certainly means he will go under. So if it's 50-50 anyway, where there's a 20% chance he gets thrown out, we got a great bet on the under. And oh, by the way, if Boston gets up big, he might want to get thrown out here to get it over with. Draymond under. Kids don't bet. Kids don't bet. Young, young adults don't bet too much. I really like this game. I like this under Draymond. I like this, too. Hearing
5: McKenzie back it up with the stats, but what you're saying about the the ref who's called the most technicals, Draymond's been playing with fire the last couple games NBA anyway. is
3: sick of his chatter. They want to show him, and that's another reason Foster probably does the deed.
5: If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We're back tomorrow, 6 Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. We are straight
0: out of Vegas.
1: Straight out of Vegas! <laughs>